Adam and Naku. I am so so very honored. Adam, I you might remember I actually sent you an exclusive note last week saying thank you for introducing me to Naku. He's one of the nicest guys I've met and uh, he obviously accepted my uh, invite to come on the podcast, the exclusive Naku podcast couple of weeks ago and then it went for nearly almost 1 hour 45 minutes or something like that and we still ended up talking after that and <laughs> he, spoke, he spoke the day after that as well and but he's one of the nicest guys i met honestly man nakul thank you man thanks for the friendship yeah i mean thank you so much uh, adun sir for bringing me on to this one <laughs> uh, I, i never knew the existence of ayla vera at all and i didn't know about chandra as well and on i came to know about him only once you spoke about him to me and i'm really glad that this connection has happened <laughs> thanks thanks for it because I, i i remember during one of my uh, um conversations with adam that's when he said hey you know what you should bring nakul on your podcast he's a great that <laughs> actually just after you done your last release nakul actually so your uh, your stuff uh, was coming up and i was like no nakul makes sense So. <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> awesome great and look i, I was very excited uh, the fact that nakul accepted the invite to come on to this podcast at a very very short notice and the thing is i mean i i knew the because it will bring back all the came memories for him as part of this <laughs> conversation i thought it will be magical so why not so well uh, adam I'll, i'll start with you maybe and i know you've been in india for about 8 9 years i take it 10 10 years oh my god decade yeah yeah wow wow that's amazing and, and second time, so. <laughs> oh yeah oh wow okay and may i ask when did you actually start with the km journey that was oh my goodness back in another age 2000 actually i first started back in 2010 um yeah and it was a very long extended journey to get here because i just finished my phd and i was looking for jobs yeah. and there were not many or any coming up in the uk that were suitable um i'd found a piano teaching job up in the north of scotland in aberdeen um and i also saw this other advert for a teaching post in chennai um and i'd been to india back in 2001 when i was 17 i actually lived for a year um in dehradun yeah um, i spent a year traveling india and teaching english and science and yeah i had gone straight from that into uni so i was like oh india it would be good to go back again so there's nothing here so i applied for it and heard nothing nothing back for about 7 or 8 months um and i actually went through the aberdeen interviews and i'd been given the job up there was preparing it and got an email saying oh we'd like to call you for an interview for for the job in india um and went through that and found myself suddenly on this mad and crazy okay i now i'm leaving the uk um back then i was thinking it would probably be one year um come here for a year and then wait for the job market to open up and right from the start it was 
it was clear that it wasn't going to be a normal normal journey or experience yeah. because obviously with all the visa documents it's got where you're working and who you're working for and everything so every part of that process i was being constantly surrounded by um, people going, oh, you're so lucky to go and work there. You're so lucky to go and work for AR. And I was like, who is this? Because I didn't know him. I had no idea. I mean, for me at that point, AR was the Indian guy who sang with the Pussycat Dolls in Jai Ho. And it's that order of something. Um, Indian guy. Yeah, yeah. He was he was the Indian guy who like walks through the middle because it was big song. I mean, that it was huge yeah. over there. But you thought of it as the Pussycat Doll song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> featuring him. And suddenly, like, the visa officer and the people who were doing the medical certificates and everybody else, they were all like, oh, you're so, so lucky. It's such an honor. I was just like, what, what's going on with this? <laughs> um, so, yeah, eventually, by about June 2011, everything and landed up in Chennai. Wow. Uh, and that was that was the start. <laughs> then he started over there. My goodness, amazing! What a great story. Of course, I want to deep dive into it, but I want to switch over to Nakul. Um, hey, buddy, I know you you have had a KM journey. I know we did speak in the exclusive podcast as well. But what memories does it bring back? The fact that your professor is in front of you in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. Um, it's been amazing three years which uh, have you know given me life as a musician here that's wow. for sure and I owe a lot to Kim and Adam so for sure and like Adam was always there you know with us uh, for anything and any doubts or whatever it is maybe educational or career based or whatever it was you know we would just go to him and talk to him and feel better and get out of the staff room <laughs> it was always like that and <laughs> No, he was a great support and um, he never discouraged anyone uh, to learn anything as in like I, I didn't know anything for example from my perspective I didn't know anything about western classical music mm. nothing and I just I had learned the Indian classical side and I was new to uh, everything you know and uh, suddenly um, to come into an environment which deals with um majority time is spent only with western classical music i think um if the things weren't handled well at the institute i think it would have been difficult for students like us uh but uh it wasn't i think uh, uh adam and other professors i think they uh they really tried to make us feel comfortable by teaching western classical music from an indian perspective as well i think that was uh that's definitely true i think for sure even adam might agree with me he'll definitely not teach western classical music or piano to a uk kid the same way the way he teaches in chennai i'm, I'm 100% sure <laughs> I, i'm not entirely certain about that it's <laughs> it's probably no but i think i think there's but there are there are definitely changes that that we we make i mean on one thing just because you're approaching it at a degree level without having had the necessarily the same background and upbringing that we've had so it's yeah exactly. it's trying yeah. to find music, so much yeah the music is completely alien i think when a when a kid in uk or us wherever if he or she wants to study uh, music as a degree course 
at least they'll be sure about knowing you know uh reading staff notation and stuff like that they won't be struggling at least with that yeah yeah they would want to uh-huh. read the score <laughs> start right from okay these are called ledger lines and you have something called as crotchets and minims and semi breeze it's like right from kindergarten to um analyzing schonberg in third year that's that's like a huge journey i think and but it it's quite i mean essentially that educational model breaks and defies the majority of it shouldn't be possible and it's a huge testament to the capability of the students to be able to actually consume what we give them and they can't pick up everything i mean it's it's impossible in such a short time but essentially what we're doing shouldn't work <laughs> and it does wonderful um because it it is it's such a steep and fast learning curve and it's very intensive what we put you guys through when when you start i mean i my my memory of nakul more than anything else in terms of he saying that we don't generally discourage him i did discourage him on more than one occasion from actually studying because he would work himself to exhaustion wow and you'd see them coming in in the morning and you could tell that they've been up i i'm up late i i will work till 3 4 a.m. but you could tell that they'd been up later than you and they were still dragging themselves in in the morning to sit in class it's just like you've not slept in like 12 15 hours have you <laughs> just like <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah we would always come with like red eyes and wow. tired face and it's like oh sorry we are so sorry we are late to the class <laughs> and and like so get concert Were you always a night owl, or you turned into a night owl after getting into KM? I'm just curious. Who me? Yeah. It's not a uh, night owl. It's twenty four seven. Yeah. Yeah, it's twenty four seven. I think. I think engineering college made me do all that because, okay. uh, like, we we did a lot of activities in the night, and of course, gaming or studies or music jamming, all that used to happen in the night for us. And uh, in the morning, we had to go back to college and attend the classes. So that kind of put me in the drill. But I'm very uh, very glad that it happened because when I came to KM, I think uh, I had to do my work as well uh, as well as studies, and both were like quite a bit during that time for me. And uh, to manage both i just couldn't manage that in like 12 hours i needed more hours wow uh, like 8 yeah. to 10 hours at least for km and uh, next at least 6 to 7 more hours at least or uh, sometimes 8 or 9 hours for uh, my work so uh, we would end up sleeping like for 4 hours 5 hours in a day or sometimes just like you know fall asleep in the class for like 15 minutes <laughs> never had to find a sleeping in the lobby on the bean bags yeah, that's that's still common <laughs> but wow. the question is now cool did it change after you finished when you started working professionally or did it still continue to be exactly the same No, I think it continued to be exactly the same. And <laughs> yeah. that it's like we're trying to get that real life industry experience and particularly for a new start within the industry. The hours are crazy long. So it's like we we're trying to actually build up the student stamina to be able to deal with that. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um because I it's mean, like so many of the studios do run at night. So many programmers and engineers yeah. will run through the night when they're working. Um it's so it's better to get used to it in a training environment than yeah i mean i think it was crazy i remember uh, every km day we had uh, we would start rehearsing like way before the actual km day would happen and km day would actually happen for like 3 days 
like oh, we yeah. would have opera concerts and stuff and finally one came they would happen and there would be performances annual performance there would be opera from one teacher school another teacher school and uh, there were so many things happening and those rehearsals believe me they were not easy it was like <laughs> rehearsal in the morning break rehearsal in the afternoon break rehearsal in the evening Ooh. would be a planned situation but it would it would never go that way <laughs> and i mean they were quite lo- I, and i think i was put into this drill right from my year 1 when uh, uh, we got an opportunity to go to scotland and perform with sir and bbc orchestra and i think i remember adam was there con- uh, conducting our uh, choir section and uh, i remember those number of hours you know after, we wouldn't miss our co- uh, classes we would attend all our classes but we would end up rehearsing after the class uh, class hours so that was like college ends at like 5:36 but then 6 to 8 or 6 to 8:30 we would rehearse for that gig and then go back and work till like wow. 3 4 pm and then come back again at 9 then again same drill so we were put into it right from the beginning <laughs> wow amazing i mean i'm just curious though because uh, obviously you're you're in the creative space and then spending long hours uh, how does that l- enable you to be creative even without getting enough rest Because I don't know, I could never function. No, I think what no Adam Adam put it the right way. You know, they help us build our stamina. They help us be more efficient, even if you know there's lack of sleep. And they lack. put us tough. It's not that they put us purposely through tough yeah. conditions, but the syllabus is such and oh, no, no. the working environment. <laughs> okay, at least I believed it wasn't. But see, the thing is, it never changed even after. Okay, I'm got over. Which means that yes, the, even in the real world, even if I'm not studying, even if I'm working pretty, or uh, I'm working only, like you know, no studies, and that still consumes a lot of time um, of my day. I hardly get to sleep like what for six hours a day or five hours a day sometimes. And uh, yeah, and all that drill for three years that we undergo, I think. we have to perform yeah we have to perform during the toughest in the toughest conditions when the situation is not favorable it doesn't matter you know you have slept or not it doesn't matter you might catch a cold randomly but you have to perform on stage you have to perform on stage you know there's no other go yeah because you know at the end of the day it's you as a performer on the stage and you're a student there and you're there to learn and it's not like you know engineering or medical where you you have just taken that course because parents said so or maybe because of your peer pressure you're there in came because you want to learn music and you want to be a musician and and that drive makes you do everything then without any complaints you know <laughs> the the classes are kind of actually an extra it's like we have a very well thought out and very structured and deep curriculum but that in many ways is the extra and it's everything else which is the important stuff and the environment i mean in terms of finding that creative space what i hope anyway is that people tend to be creative at different points of the day um some people are night owls and will have their creative moments around 1 a.m. to a.m. some people are morning people but that doesn't mean that you need to be on downtime for the rest of the day and it's like learning that it's not just all in the performance but so much in the preparation for it and so much in everything else and you do those at the other points of the day so when you hit your creative space you are free just to be creative in it amazing you have to i mean you at the end of the day you're a performer and you have to perform 
uh, out of your comfort zone you get out of it you're always out of your comfort zone and yet yeah. you're expected to do 100% <laughs> and i think that that's a great lesson to learn um, what was your most out of comfort zone point nico <laughs> in terms of performance good question <laughs> no i i think in terms of performance out of comfort zone was definitely my dip to recital for me i mean i know that really yeah 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 it was i mean i know that uh, uh we had one whole year to you know practice and learn the pieces and all that but again when it comes to like an operatic performance as i told you it it wasn't my native uh genre to perform and uh even though i was confident with my piece everything was said i had rehearsed everything was there but still there was some kind of you know one feel in inside me which said you know okay there's something not right there's something not right <laughs> and uh called exhaustion I, <laughs> <laughs> exhaustion yeah it was exhaustion as well because of so many factors which <laughs> which will be boring if i talk about them now but uh except for that i think everything was exciting scotland was yeah. all the performances were exciting nuffs was really exciting again oh yeah that wasn't out of your comfort zone uh no not really i didn't feel like initially i did but not after that it was oh, that was another high high intensity high impact yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. of practices and yeah. the performances were physical yeah nuffs was quite and it wasn't a solo performance you had to be a team member for that and a yeah. really strong team member and under, like you have to understand that you are not a soloist there yeah you have a different role to play in each line literally or maybe sometimes in each word <laughs> suddenly yeah. you are the suddenly you are a, a backing voice and you have to push and pull and uh, but yeah for me dip to recital was quite messy it was quite messy in my mind but it happened <laughs> the the fact that sir was or is he still the principal of km did that keep you on your toes knuckle uh not really okay i don't think i don't think i walked into km with uh, an expectation of sir you know getting a chance under rehman yeah. sir yeah. work i i didn't walk into km for that purpose for sure um i don't know how far it is true with other but it wasn't that from my yeah. end Yeah. Uh, of course there was an excitement and we would all be very excited if sir walked in <laughs> but uh that that's that's because we are all you know ar fans right from our childhood is and he's like uh, he's an iconic figure at the end of the day and there's a different excitement whenever he walks in but i don't think uh, there was any expectation when i walked in <laughs> yeah yeah what was it like when you saw him for the first time walking in in the km premises I don't know I think we just went speechless <laughs> I I was with my friend Chetan standing and that was I think it was um came new building in Ong that's when I saw it for the first time and we had to perform a piece and I think we had to perform Lion King Okay I think Nami Nami had taught us the Lion King piece and we had to perform and he just walked in with Mukesh Ambani <laughs> Yeah yeah that was the walk I did with Mukesh the first time I saw him and suddenly I see him with Mukesh Ambani they just walk in and stand and sir is introducing and we are like asked to sing <laughs> straight <laughs> and go which happens a lot in KM actually it's just like I'm yeah. playing <laughs> Oh yeah. wow it happens a lot <laughs> 
Right. So there was one day when uh, sudden I was learning a piece, a Marathi Natya Sangeet, and suddenly Shruti Ma'am is like, uh, "Okay, learn this piece properly. In five minutes, you're performing." And like all of a sudden, random, you know, I was probably chilling on the beanbag. <laughs> He's like, ma'am, what's what's the occasion? He's like, no, no, sir is coming. He wants to listen to it. <laughs> so it's like so random, and I was petrified at that moment. You know, yeah, it was and quite that's a how much notice we get when he's coming. So the the chain yeah. of events there will have been that somebody will have called me. He's going. He's on way. He's wanting a walk around. We need people to perform. I'll have sent out a WhatsApp to all of the staff going, get a student, grab any student to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you don't get enough notice at all, Adam, is it? For not always, no. I think, I mean, you were saying, does he keep them on the, their toes? He keeps us on the, our toes more. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's... It's quite spontaneous, and again, it also kind of just so that there's not some mass fuss because he likes to come in and actually see the institute working. Mm. So I think he's figured out if he doesn't tell us, they'll not do any like extra prep or anything coming. So he gets a much more real experience of what's happening, because um, right. he will just wander in and wander into one of the classrooms and just be like, "What are you working on? What's this? Show me what this does." Oh wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he's done it in music production labs quite a few times, audio engineering, and obviously that's always the point where he either chooses a student who's really struggling, or the system isn't working, and then he's just like, "Why is it not working? Why is this not?" <laughs> it's like, always no. that. It's always yeah. that. <laughs> this student, look at this student's work. <laughs> right. So, Adam, I mean, of course, uh, the fact that Nakul has been your student. What are the maybe the three most amazing things or the qualities that you have seen in Naku? Well, definitely, as I was saying before, the other side of the exhaustion is is just that um, determination in terms of work. And again, it's something that we try to instill in the students from the beginning that yeah. you can be as creative and you can be as talented as you want, but if you do not work hard, the industry will swallow you. And it's like you need. To work, even if you're fantastic, and it, again, all of the staff—we're all professionals, and we all still have to practice, and we all still have to keep up our own. Mm. You never reach that stage where it's fine to just be like, "Okay, I'm just going to relax now." <laughs> so Nakul has always had that drive to actually just keep doing and doing more and more and more work. Um, nice. His. <laughs> I've always, and he was saying about his dip two recital and everything else, but I've always loved it. He's one of the few students that I think can very successfully flip from Western to Indian styles. Um, wow. Which is, uh, it's a rare quality to have. We teach both. The students have to learn both, but not all of them are necessarily equally capable. Mm. Um, with both styles, so yeah. he's definitely somebody who's capable of flicking back and forth between Eastern and Western, and just general positivity, as you said, he's hyper excited all the time, even when he's walking around overly asleep um, from 24 hours up. <laughs> he's never angry with it. You don't, you get no attitude, so it's not like. Yeah. I've been up working on your assignment. I don't want to do anything. No, it's not that. It's constant positive. So it's like those, those three qualities in terms of determination, versatility, 
adaptability and attitude. It's perfect musician. Amazing. I was talking to Sir about you last week actually. Um, so he's very, very happy with your work. He was telling me that you're definitely one that he's. Yeah. There, there's a big pat on the back for you. Well done, well done. Of course, he's, he deserves it. And it's if if of course he's the man in the moment right now with his amazing song, which is going crazy with the views and likes and whatnot. And it's just not about that. The fact that he's working with Sir on a number of projects, which itself it's. It says what he has worked. I mean, he's worked so hard to get here. It's not. It's not a walk in the park at all. It never will be for anything. Yeah. So, Nakul, great work, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, again, as I said, I have to give. I have to give all my credits to Kim uh, and whatever I learned there. I don't think I would be what I am today without Kim for sure. I mean, many people asked me, and even like I, I was in Bangalore before I came to KM, and uh, when I when I would talk to people saying, "Hey, I think I'm I've, I'm ready to quit my job and take up KM and learn music there," uh, there there were so many people from the industry, film industry as well, who really discouraged me to join KM, saying, uh, "I don't know about the standards there. You will be wasting your time. Instead, just keep working in the industry, and you will learn and this and that." But uh, I was I was very analytical that way, and I was like, I see, I, I knew that working in a garage and becoming a mechanical engineer is way different from going to an institute and actually going through four-year degree course and then calling yourself a mechanical engineer. There's a huge difference. The educational the education system exists for a reason. You know, if everything was done on on the desk at work, then I don't think in the, these colleges would survive. <laughs> <laughs> and if if something like that exists, I think we faith uh, in them and you know go and study. And I decided to join KM, and I think that was the best decision of my life. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, for sure. And uh, again, um, Adam really, really, really helped me. And uh, I think I I learned music from wonderful teachers who really gave me a, a really high standard of education. Uh, it was. Yeah, it it like right from day one, um, I uh, there was something for me to explore. Yeah. The, right from day one, I, I had I had experience. I had I was working on Logic Pro X before I came to KM. I knew a bit of music theory. It wasn't like uh, I was you know I, I was a complete uh, beginner. I I knew few things here and there, and sometimes I knew things a little better than my. Classmates, but uh, I never saw. Oh, I never, <laughs> uh, no, but um, that's 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 the truth because even now when people join KM, there are there are kids who join um, uh, just like that, and there are kids who have a little bit of experience, and then they come. But uh, the way KM strikes a balance between uh, you know satisfying both sides, I think that's mm -hmm. that's wonderful. And day, even if I knew things, there was something new to learn. Amazing library, there were beautiful books there to study, and uh, profs are always there to answer our questions. Uh, just not yeah, twenty four seven. I mean, on Facebook, we would connect on Facebook and discuss assignments. <laughs> we would call them, and 
they if they couldn't get hold of you on Facebook or if they can't get hold of you on Facebook, they turn up at your doorstep asking questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's happened on more than one case where it's just like you, you're wanting to just have a relaxing night, so you turn the phone off and you're not checking anything, and the next thing their students are on the doorstep. Sir, sir, can you? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great. But I think, yeah, I, I always felt comfortable when Adam would accompany me on the piano. That's one thing. Yeah, I, I would feel very comfortable uh, performing if it was Adam uh, accompanying me on the piano. I think he exactly, he knows he he's a brilliant pianist. He knows when he's a soloist and he knows when he's with a singer and he just made me feel so comfortable. Uh, I think I, Adam, Adam uh, played for my Dipto recital as well. And um, I you think know, I'm for my video of that, I'm gonna have to send Chandra like a nice video clip of your dip to recital after all of this. I, I need to take it from you. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I get it from you? If if I can find it in the archive discs, yeah, I'll have a look. <laughs> so Amazing. I think yeah, half of my performance was uh, done by Adam <laughs> for sure. I was just there. Uh, feeling very comfortable and relaxed because it was Great. quite an intense uh, recital for me. Great. Nicole, the, uh, oh. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm building this I Love ARR community, right? And there are a number of guys in the community who are very, very keen to take up music professionally. And they are very keen on joining KM. And I was just wondering, what's that one piece of advice you would like, like to give it to them? Well, I think if if they think that they have it in them, please, by all means, go and join KM and start learning. You know, don't don't beat around the bush and uh, keep telling that you know. I think I need to learn. I think I need to learn. just do it if you feel like. And if you can jump into it, please do. <laughs> Amazing, great yeah, man. Because, and yeah, and I do like your analogy that you said you can't become a mechanical engineer by just fiddling with stuff in your garage. <laughs> Yeah, and that that's not how it is done. Yeah, like yeah. this was this was my experience because uh, it's it's a known fact if you work with one mm. person, like in the industry generally, what happens is if you come out and uh, you announce yourself as a producer or even as a singer, you end up working with one particular music director a lot. True. And uh, due to which, what happens? Your thoughts will become like that music director, or you'll stop uh, expanding your horizon, and you'll be just your music vocabulary will be stuck to that studio. Awesome. And that's what happens most of the times because your work, your working hours are so so much that you, when you're free, you just want to rest. You don't want to listen to anything. You don't want to explore. You just want to. You just want silence. Uh, after all that music in your ears in the studio and. Right. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think if you're there, that's it. That's your world. Yeah. So when are you going to get out of it and start exploring? Right. And KM is the exact opposite of you working in a studio under someone. You know, it's like oh. one day is this, another day is that. It's oh. like okay, forget about day. It's like two to three Hindustani class, three to four opera, four to five orchestration, five to six. It's like um, Mozart. <laughs> It's like, wow. And now you have to go and rehearse because you have a concert in an hour. So come on, let's go. Let's go, rehearsal. (laughs) And you have to go and take the printout. And sometimes the photocopier won't work. And then you have to run around and get that. And it's like, 
there's there's a lot of stress and uh, more than that i would say that you have to switch gears constantly yeah. uh, within a given day you know and that's that's what adam said uh it makes us uh, very versatile the mm-hmm. the core itself is such that it makes us very versatile and then again if you are if you are interested in kawali then you have kawali rehearsals every day or every saturday wow. and it's like there are so many things and um, it it's madness <laughs> i would say it's crazy it's organized chaos. organized chaos it is yeah wow wow that's 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 a nice term actually i love it look uh, with with regards to adam again uh, i haven't had the privilege of learning from him but i i have had the privilege of working with him on a project and i have to tell you nakul that this has been one of the most amazing projects for me and i've i've provided this feedback to adam as well on or through the journey that we have been working on but it's right. been the most amazing projects i have to tell you this because if if i did have the option of getting adam to work on any of my own projects later <laughs> i would do that but uh, sir will not let me go <laughs> <laughs> no but, but i'm I, i don't know what this project is about but i've heard it uh, so much that i'm really excited to know what it is about and uh, i'll wait for it you don't want to tell me yeah but uh, again see that's what i mean adam working with adam is like a cake walk he makes everything so easy and uh he makes you very comfortable you know uh, in the working environment and he's a great yeah he's a great person to work with for sure i would say and yeah I, I, at the start of the project i was a bit dreading i was like okay uh music I'm a fan. I'm a massive fan. I I can tell you each and every sound from every sir song. But this is a different league altogether for me. And I was a bit dreading at the start and then because I know I have to work no matter what to pull it off, but I couldn't have done it without Adam's help. I have to tell you this because he's he's gone above and beyond and during the journey of the project is when I realized that he's a techie as well <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh god i mean i think uh, adam is a perfect example you can <laughs> he doesn't want to disclose that no you give him chaos and he will put an order to it he knows yeah. how to do it and any 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 new thing he's super organized and uh, even if it's chaotic for him it will be super organized and he'll make sure that yeah uh, it's it's extremely easy to accommodate anything Uh, into the project that he is in and that's the best part i think that's what i was telling you know mm-hmm. even when he accompanies as a, a for a singer he knows how to be with a singer and sure. he knows that's what we felt uh, when he's a teacher he's a he's a teacher you know he makes sure that we understand it's not like uh, he's just walking into the class uh, today and going to teach you analysis no it's like you better learn this now <laughs> <It's important. laughs> so he's he's a Yeah, he would come with a conducting stick to the class, <laughs> conductor's stick, and he would be like, "You answer now." <laughs> You're lucky I was only conducting. I used to throw it at people long time. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I would have been one of those deserving ones then. <laughs> so, Nakul, I do realize that you have to go. Uh, yeah. I really wanted to thank you for the fact that you pulled out time to make this happen. So thank you so much, man, for making it happen no, at a very short notice. I would love to stay throughout, but unfortunately, no, I, I have 
Rashnam. So and I'm going to look out that nice dip two recital for you to make sure that that gets published to the world. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh God! No! 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 I think it's it's better if it stays in that drive and I get a copy of it. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you so much. Thank you, Chandar, uh, once again. And Adam, sir, it's always amazing to have a word with you and <laughs> have a great conversation with you. Next time we should meet outside KM with the with the tea at the tea shop. Oh yeah. <laughs> you you guys don't go to that uh, what do you call it, the coffee shop outside Zuka? Is it? Zuka, is it yeah. Called? No, no, Zuka, yes, but uh, like the... it is better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Does sir go outside or in Zuka? Or you have never seen him? He, means... he, no, he loves Zuka. He goes into Zuka a lot. He brought Zuka up from Bondicherry for us. So <laughs> <laughs> nice, cool, Nakul. Thank you so yeah, much, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Adam sir. Yeah. Thank you, Nakul. Cool. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Cool. All right, Adam. It's been amazing having you and Nakul together. I mean, I really wanted to bring the uh, professor and the student memories back and I mean how many times in a day will you actually think about those memories probably not not even once because the fact that the professional world is keeping him busy with a number of things and your curriculum and everything that's happening in KM is keeping you busy the fact that you pulled out time to make this happen itself makes me feel extremely honored so thank you so much for that now of course I really want to touch on a number of things which I'm very very excited about um, I don't want to beat around the bush what is it like to have sir as your boss <laughs> actually so from all of this last conversation I thought I worked a lot um, I have very long working days when I was studying my PhD and everything I was pulling 18 19 hour days at points wow continuously and I, I thought yeah okay it's crazy I'll do it for X number of years and settle down um, and I didn't start working directly with sir until quite a few years into being here but when I started seeing his work process I was like okay he makes me look lazy and it was, it was just this how, how I, I didn't think it was possible to fit in as much as I do normally, never mind more than that. So it was this really, really inspiring moment of, okay, there's still more to learn to be able to how to, it's efficiency on functioning um, and seeing how to, it's all multitasking, how to multitask so many projects. And I don't think anybody really knows probably not even him himself, how many projects he's currently active on at any wow. point in time. Wow. And it's like suddenly you're drawn into one project or another project and then you're working on that and you're, oh, this must be taking up so much of his time and then you find out he's got another four or five on the side on the other. And seeing just that level of dedication and commitment and hard work constantly, it's very inspiring. Um, so that's I definitely as a boss, he doesn't feel or act like a boss. He doesn't, right. he doesn't, if you do stuff wrong, you know that he's not happy with it. He's not, he won't beat around the bush on, in terms of saying, no, it needs to be done better. 
Um, it's always a fun one. Nicole was talking about KM days, and it's always the highlight of the year for the students at the, the end of their year where they've, they've been working and they all get to showcase it. And Sarah will come along and actually watch everything. And in many ways, it's him checking up on how the teaching team are doing that year to see how whether the performances are working or not. So he's always so loving with them in terms of how well they've done, kind words to all of them. And then as soon as they're gone, he's like, why is this like this? Why is this not? And he'll sit and troubleshoot, tell you everything that we've Again, and it's not out of it's not out of anger. It's not out. Of, it's literally this is what you need to improve. Yeah. It's it's this always trying to self improve, improve everything around you, and and keep building. So wow. it's inspiring and exhausting. <laughs> right, right. Wow, it's amazing, and it's it's yeah, definitely very inspiring. No doubt about it. And look, as as part of your journey in KM and working with sir i do know that you have traveled with him quite a bit any memories of traveling with sir and what is it like sitting next to him in a plane what do you guys discuss about or does he just usually just go off to sleep or i'm just curious the the first time that i was traveling with him was actually the Glasgow trip that Nikul was talking about yeah. but we did travel together at that point he was separate and I took 30 students to Glasgow with us right, right. but while we were there I was um, I was basically with him while we were touring the Royal Conservatoire mm. and it was like traveling with an overexcited child almost because he was so excited to see this massive royal the royal conservatoire in scotland is one of the leading conservatoires worldwide yeah. so he got an honorary doctorate from them while we were there we were working with the students yeah. and he sees in institutions like that mm. where he wants km to be in the future mm. so getting to poke around the building and getting a tour and he was running around the building and it's an old old building and a new building all connected together in the middle of glasgow so it's a maze it's an absolute um, wow. you don't know where you're going and yeah. he would run away and he'd be off down one corridor around and, out, and you'd lose him and it's like you it's yeah which it was Imagine. it was a lot of fun but <laughs> given right. that you're the only person with him at that point in time and it's like okay I've lost AR try and hunt him down but in terms of the, my most recent trip with him was up to Nagaland at the end of last year, um, where we did actually travel together. Yeah. And it's short flights. Um, I learned, I learned a lot about how difficult it must be for him traveling. <laughs> right. Um, Chennai's fine. Chennai know him. The airport knows him, and everything else. The first major sign was when we landed we were changing in Calcutta okay and they didn't know he was arriving so there was nothing prepared for him and you're suddenly just walking off the plane with AR into Calcutta airport and you're just like in the airport and it's suddenly chaos because people notice him we don't know where we're going I've never been to the airport before right. there's no staff to help and people just start charging over yeah. He's 
he's used to it, obviously, and he just takes off. So you're then running after him. He doesn't know where he's going to get to the next. You have to go through security. And he'll find a corner and sit down and just kind of be inconspicuous, and which is fine, but it's it's exhausting. Yeah. And, um, but that trip, um, it was, again, wonderful just to see the range of the range of activities and being between traveling and going around Nagaland, meeting all of the projects we were doing, mornings in the hotel, evenings in the hotel and things. And again, it's just always thinking how he can help whatever is around him at that point in time. I think in the period of, we were only there for two days. And I think we started about 12 separate projects in two days. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. And it's running around because, he'll, oh, I want to work on this with these people. Let's think about doing this. And you're trying to keep up in terms of, okay, remember to follow up on that. Remember and connect with this. And, oh, I really want to speak to want to speak to people about the heritage here. Can we find somebody that, and to come and have a chat about? It's, it's just constantly active. It does not miss a second. Wow. Wow. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> no, I came back from that two-day trip and I felt like I'd been working like 24-7 for two weeks. Oof. <laughs> wow, right. And, and of course, uh, slightly moving away from that question, you've been in India for 10 years, a decade now, and uh, Chennai, is that, a, is that in Chennai for 10 years almost? Right. And uh, how, how has life been living in Chennai? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear. Of course, I do. I have heard from some of our common friends that you're more like a celebrity when you walk on the streets, people come for selfies and you actually travel in an auto and, and uh, you have also picked up Tamil. Konjim Tamil Pesha. You actually said it right. <laughs> so, no. tell me about it. Nama <laughs> Chennai. <laughs> no. Chennai's home. Um, it's. I, I've often been asked why I've stayed in Chennai for so long, why I haven't gone to Mumbai, wouldn't I like to move to Bangalore? or leave the the first one is always actually from the students just like why are you still in india because they all want to leave and go to the uk or go to america or go and send and i'm just like i have no desire to go to any of those places i want to be here (laughs) um it's become entirely home um it's exciting and chaotic and difficult and you learn different values of of life what what I had when I was in the UK Uh, and it's changing I mean Chennai when I first I first came to Chennai 2001 it was one of the stops I made when and seeing the difference from 2001 to 2011 was huge but even since 2011 till now again it's it's growing as a city and it doesn't have the it doesn't have the chaos of Mumbai you can find quiet spaces it's a little bit more laid back but it's got such deep 
arts and culture and heritage and that just infuses everything that's happening so um it's it's welcomed me well um so i i really enjoy i enjoy my life here as much as i can um awesome. <laughs> the film with chaos i mean that's the thing it throws random things at you i ended up in a film how does that work like i've never acted properly i, I have absolutely no credentials how did um, i'm curious i did a music video for okay. sarah's older sister rihanna yeah which was for a charity project that she's the ambassador of called Raindrops and they were doing a music video for the um, celebration of the founding of, of um, Chennai and it was fun I, I was basically a tourist in that video and I got driven around in an auto and all the sites of Chennai that was about it got dressed up in Vaishti and had to do a couple of nice dance steps and things but that was about it and about four or five months after that, um, the producer and director and writer from the film turned up at KM because the director had seen the video. They were looking for a foreigner who could survive a Tamil film set. Wow. He liked me in the, the video and they just walked in and said, do you want to be in a film? And that was it. There was no casting or tests or anything else. It was like, we found white person who said yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So what was it like in the sets? Uh, it was it was just another insane experience. I mean, it was a Tamil film set. Yeah. So there aren't people who are, are fluent in English. Mm. Uh, a lot of the actors are will only speak Tamil. Um, mm. You had no idea what was going on. The, calls and the schedules and I was still working full-time at KM at the same time Wow! Uh, and they told me initially that it would be 15 days of shoot mm. um, but it ended up as about six months oh my goodness <laughs> on and off for weeks at a time yeah. Um, yeah. and every day I didn't know the plot of the film. Nobody explained to me what the film was. The writer had kind of filled me in on what my role was, but like day to day, I had no idea what scene it was, what was happening around. My Tamil was not good enough to be able to follow that well. Right. Right. Um, so it it was difficult. Thankfully, my character in the film was supposed to be a little bit lost anyway. So my actual looking lost and confused most of the time worked. I mean, it's it's a fun comedy rom-com yeah. film anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. I needed it. I'd become just. Yeah. I'd become kind of disassociated with music at that point, yeah. um, because all I'd been doing is KM admin and emails, and yeah. I hadn't been performing. So, so I was a change. Yeah, I wanted to find another artistic output and it really gave me a kick and a reboot back into what I did. Haven't Amazing. done enough. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So considering the, you know, the duration that you have been in India, what, has your diet changed? Um, what's your breaky? What's your lunch like? What's your dinner? Uh, is that idli, dosa, vada and all or? Everything. Okay. Um, changes at various points. I kind of go through phases. Um, I love South Indian food. I love 
I love um, masala dosa. I love idli sambar. Um, and when I first came here, actually, I had a lot more of that um, than I do now. Now it's too easy to get anything you want. I mean, Swiggy delivering left, right, and center. It's mm. so I have a very international diet on that side. Um, right. yeah. But yeah, it, and it, it hasn't really changed that much. I mean, we eat so much Indian food in the UK anyway. Not that it's yeah. good Indian food or often yeah. good, in, <laughs> but um, any no. any memories of eating a dosa or a idli or vada along with sir or having a chai with him? Actually, there was a last year, um, Raja Ravan, the director of CalArts um, from America in Los Angeles, he was coming over for a one-day visit. Yeah. And it was another one where I got a phone call the night before because he was coming in and Sarah phoned up and was just kind of like, oh yeah, come, come over in the morning, we'll start about 6 a.m which is unusual for him having a 6 a.m. start time um, <laughs> and definitely not good for me um, and went over and um, I think Sir was a bit anxious about it because he'd invited him over to show him KM and developments and talk about projects and everything and it, it was a huge thing so he wanted backup in terms of mm. information and everything and the first thing we did was sit down for breakfast um, mm. before he'd come and again it's it's almost special on the fact that it's not special <laughs> yeah it's literally him just sitting down for breakfast in the house it we had idli sambar coffee <laughs> and it's it's like it's it's good food but right. he's always been like that, even with the students. It's like when he used to come to KM in the old building, he would come once a year and have biryani with the students. And it was just like a case of he would just, they would bring in and it would be a big lunch all together. Amazing. Yeah. Superb. Nice. So, uh, Adam, you know, you know that as part of this uh, podcast journey, I'm building this I Love ARR community, which is to basically bring all all of the Sirs fans together, just unite them with music, just to spread love and happiness, that's all. And again, as, as, as the community is evolving, there are a number of people from various part, parts of the world who are connecting with me, uh, with, with the good word being spread about this community as well as this podcast, because I think it's because it's being done with a good intent and hence why it's touching some hearts. So uh, some of the questions that I've got from some of the aspiring musicians is they are really keen to give up their full-time jobs and take up pers or pursue music full-time. And one of the things that they are um, contemplating on is traveling to India, getting into KM, believing in themselves and then taking their journey from there. So I was just wondering um, if there's any any advice or suggestions that you can provide to enable them to take a decision like this and how KM can help them pursue their dreams. 
<laughs> Small question there, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's a question that we we get asked a lot, and it's it almost becomes too much pressure of a question because it is people's lives and it's right. people's livelihoods, and it's um, so I always have to take a very pragmatic approach on answering this. Music as a career option is fantastic. Um, because generally you end up doing something which you do love, but it isn't for everyone. Mm. Mm. Um, and it doesn't have to be full-time professional music for music to be part of your life in a very substantial way. Mm. So anybody who was considering, as you're saying, like leaving their job and coming to us, and I've had number of students over the years who have, who have done that, um, I would suggest that they actually try first in a less dramatic manner. Mm -hmm. We have short-term courses, we have right down to three-week mm -hmm. courses, mm -hmm. um, or part-time courses, just to get that initial feel for what it actually is. Because very often, somebody will enjoy singing, mm -hmm. and they'll want to sing more. But you put them in something that is as high pressure and intense as doing it all day, every day, mm. they lose their love for it. Mm. And it becomes a chore. Mm. Um, so it's very important that those decisions are made with an understanding of what's involved. And very few people actually understand how much is involved in music training. Mm to be able to achieve that level that's required to have a professional career. Um, sure. So, sure. definitely, first thing on that side, tell them to get in touch with our admissions. Um, mm -hmm. And essentially, open that dialogue, email me. I will quite happily discuss through that. And it's, okay. it's a case of finding out. And it can be. I mean, there's been many, we've had students who were 29, 30, 31 and starting their musical journey at that or older um, yeah. okay. left their jobs and are now working as musicians. Wow. The other thing to watch out for is that people have this very skewed idea of what the job of a musician is in terms of income. Mm. They think about AR and the ones who are megastars and they also think about the ones who are struggling, penniless, poor, yeah. no yeah. job. Yeah. But they forget or don't realize that there is this whole spread in the middle of mm -hmm. normal working musicians, that it's not necessarily this, um, this glamorous profession per se, but it is possible to be a full-time job, support your family, working musician, but it doesn't necessarily have the same feel as how it looks it mm, does. Mm, mm. Um, so right. it's a difficult one because it's tied in so much with hopes and aspirations. Yeah. Um, and sometimes like that, it's actually better for them to find a way of making music a bigger part of their lives without mm. dedicating themselves to it fully. Right. Yeah. At least not in the first instance. <laughs> I understand. Right. It's, yeah. Great. It's a really, it's, it, and it. So it would be worthwhile for these guys to try it out with a short term or you know, a program like you know maybe a summer program or something like that. Yeah. 
or right. literally just get in touch. I mean, it's mm-hmm. speaking to everybody. It's individual for everyone. It really okay. is particular yeah. at that stage. Um, yeah. And but yeah, the starting it out in something. If you if there hasn't been full formal musical training mm-hmm. before, if they've mm-hmm. not been something that's been full structured education. Yeah. It's it's a huge leap to suddenly just be like, I'm leaving my life, I'm going to go and do this. Um, yeah. And it puts so much pressure on them, mm. and it puts pressure on the institute because you know they're under it, so you really want them to succeed as well. It's mm. And it it creates a stress where it's not necessarily needed. <laughs> right. right. And, and I also wanted to lightly touch on the current situation that we are in with, you know, with COVID-19 and stuff like that. Uh, well, the old norm used to be where we were physically present in a classroom with professors like yourself and getting our lessons delivered. But now things have changed. Uh, the new norms are you don't have to be in the class physically. You can be where you are, wherever you are. So how is that going to work in a KM perspective? Uh, because uh, one thing is for sure that a number of guys who have gotten in touch with me are in various parts of the world, especially two from the US and one from Australia and stuff like that. So do they have to give up everything and fly to India to be in KM or can they do it wherever they are? Again, we have different courses that require different um, approaches. Mm-hmm. Before, um, before the pandemic started, KM had no online provision. Mm. And that wasn't necessarily because we couldn't have. Mm. Um, it's just it's quite a resource-intensive um, thing to have online classes. Mm. But online teaching of music has been common for a very long time now. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not entirely unusual that classes are being conducted online. Mm. Our full-time courses, so our degree level, the foundation and the diploma program, which is the intensive full study, everything included courses, they're due to start in August. Right. That our normal start points would be the, the first week of August. Yeah. yeah. I am not prepared yet to actually have them as fully online courses. Right. I, I don't think that with the resources we have, with the um, the faculty we have, and with what we want to achieve, we would be able to successfully teach those mm. entirely in an online environment. Right. And again, because again, as we were discussing with Nicole, it's the environment which is a large part of. And yeah. yes, things have changed. Yes, we'll need to adapt. Um, but what I'm doing is I'm starting the year online, mm. <laughs> but the actual course itself won't begin until the building is open again. Right. Okay. And everything up until that point we're doing is extra. So we're doing a kind of large warm up to the year. Got it. Right. And when we do open again, we're keeping a blended model between. We don't need to have a hundred students sat there listening to a theory lecture or a history lecture. Mm. That we can do online. Mm. Mm. Um, 
but when it comes down to working one-on-one the teacher even if you're having to be distanced in the room the physical presence makes a huge difference and it's a very important relationship that needs to build up between student and teacher so we will we will take the parts that need to be done on campus and do them on campus the other parts we will move on that and actually i'm looking forward to seeing how it changes the student experience yeah because all of our large lectures we normally do at 10 a.m in the morning mm. and none of them turn up to it because it's too early for them because they've been up till 5 a.m yeah um, so this way actually is going to allow them to be able to access those lectures which they otherwise miss <laughs> mm. when they want to do it at 9 10 p.m at night right 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 yeah I agree. I think the approach sounds very logical uh, because we're all living in an uncertain uh, world. But I'm pretty sure there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel, no doubt about it. But I think this 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 is a good way to approach it. That's how I see it. It man, I mean, it basically means that we will lose the points in time. At the moment, we will lose the points in time when we have the full year groups together. Right. But working with the groups in smaller numbers, it helps to keep isolation. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, at least now it, it allows them to have somewhat of that campus environment and experience. Yeah. Yeah. The building, KM as a building is beautiful and it's part of the experience is being in that space. Yeah. Um, the building itself, it's like the area it's in mm-hmm. is not very nice. And yeah. it's like you, you winds through these roads and suddenly open up into this small oasis of kind of yeah. garden and it's that experience should be felt i agree because i i was there in km in august 2019 um and uh, i think that was for the chennai concert and uh, yeah so sir sir was up there on the terrace for the rehearsals and you know, he had invited me to come and meet him there during the rehearsals. I love in the building at the same time as me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, I really like the vibe. I absolutely love the vibe. Um, and I did I did see the chocolate shop outside as well, but I didn't get a chance to go there. But yeah. Um, if... that, that August concert was hilarious. Um, <laughs> I, I was there, um, but I was backstage for it because yeah. we had the Sunshine Brass and yeah. it was my most Tamil boss entrance to a concert ever because I didn't have an access pass. Oh no. I didn't have my ticket with me. I had I had my backstage pass, but I didn't have the one to get through the initial ones. Oh and no. They're obviously super, super tight on security. And what I ended up doing was I called my normal auto driver, jumped in the back of the auto, um, and he he was the first driver who actually took me to the visa office when I first arrived 2010, 11, I've been using him for years, and I was just like sprawled in the back of this auto, shades on, hair and everything, and I was like, just keep driving, do not stop, do not slow down and all of the security guards and police and everything and thankfully just as we turned into the drive a police car jumped in front and was going through so you have a police car with a random foreigner in the back of an auto saying we did not get stopped by 
anyone right through all the security gates right up to the main stage entrance. That is so hilarious. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um Adam, I mean, um I you know, you know what uh, from what I've heard for the last an hour and 10 minutes, I only wish, you know, I I had the liberty to just give up everything and then just jump into um KM and then just pursue music. I wish I could do that, but as Sir always says it's never too late. So yeah. maybe the online option is an option. I might yeah. up something. So I'm sure like myself there are many others who are going to be watching this podcast or listening to it might have might take it as an inspiration to you know uh take up something in KM <laughs> no so, i mean uh, the online classes and we're still building i mean yes. we we've, we've started them and it's it's become really popular um yeah and even when the building opens we're going to continue them so we're yeah. adding new courses constantly in new course formats um nice. so yeah you can come and get you on first we'll get you set up you can do production classes nikul will teach you <laughs> <laughs> so adam uh, before we wrap up the podcast um there's there's a lot of guys um uh, who are going to be watching this again uh from australia and every part of the world um what's that one piece of confidence that you want to give them if they have to pursue music at KM <laughs> start i mean it's the the biggest thing is to just start yeah. um we will take care of everything after that amazing in terms of the encouragement and the support the teaching faculty the my colleagues are the most supportive and emotional and wonderful collective of staff they care so deeply about what they're doing here so they've given up whatever lives they had and come and moved here and some stay for one year two years some stay for 10 years but when they're here they're so invested in what they're doing mm. um the quality of the courses is we know that the courses are not necessarily cheap yeah but we put in as much worth as we can to them for sure the environment sure. and the opportunities that come with that um it's very unique mm -hmm. i mean our curriculum have been studied because of its uniqueness on what we're doing yeah um, amazing and it's literally that thing of take the first step yeah <laughs> That's a nice nice piece of advice I like it take the first step. Right. Adam, it's been absolutely amazing to have you on the podcast and I one of the main reasons I was very keen to have you was the fact that this podcast could inspire someone to pursue music and if you know if they've always been thinking about taking up something uh, in form of course at KM this will give them that confidence. one one inspirational story if i can just for all of those people and i i love using this story it was 3 or 4 years ago we had a 68 69 year old woman come to join us wow and she came in and it was a first for us and admissions didn't know what to do so they 
she landed up in my office because that's where anything that they don't know what to do lands up. And she was like, I want to study. And I was like, great, <laughs> let's yeah. get you started. And she'd spent her life in looking after her husband, looking after her sons, but her husband had recently passed away. Oh. And her sons had obviously grown up and had left home, so didn't meet her anymore. And she was like, I want to do something for myself. Mm. And I've always wanted to do this. I've wanted to learn music. I know I'm not going to necessarily become a huge professional famous musician. And she started and she was with us studying for at least two, if not three years. Oh. And she learned piano, she was learning voice, she did some work in production. It's like, and it it's, there is never a too late point to start. You have to be realistic and pragmatic with what you can do with that. Mm. Um, but it's it's something that if you're at a point where it's like you want to make a change in your life, mm. you're wanting to seek another direction, start and find out. But don't jump. Find out about it. Take time to get to know whether it's the right step. Very true. Amazing. It's a great story. I love it. Very inspiring. Right, Adam, um, I, 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 I feel extremely blessed to have been having this conversation with the likes of yourself and Nakul. Um, and yeah, I mean, you guys pulled out your precious time on a Sunday afternoon to have a chat with me. Is It's amazing. I, I, I just feel blessed. That's all I can say. I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for making this happen because i was i was very keen to have this podcast with yourself for the fact that it will inspire someone to take up music and um because this this journey of my podcast itself has connected me with so many talented aspiring musicians and and i always feel that if if something can help them to take that first step as i just mentioned why not this podcast and hence why you know i i was selfishly <laughs> wanting this podcast to happen and yeah thank you so much for supporting me this thank you so much it's and you're doing an amazing job in terms of spreading the good word as well it's um the message and meaning is so heartfelt <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so much adam